Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. On the return feed, and Coleman sends it ahead. Here's Goudreau. Cutting into the middle, left-hand shot. Has his shot blocked. Followed up, they score! It was Blake Coleman with the shot. It actually ticked in off Yanni Gord on the way in. That turned out to be the game winner tonight. It made it 2-0 for the Tampa Bay Lightning early in the second period. The Canadians did fight back a bit, but the Lightning too much in the end. They get three in the third, and game one goes to the defending champs 5-1 is the final thanks a lot for tuning in tonight overtime open line presented by wilhawk beef jerky it just might be the best you've ever tasted search for w-i-l-h-a-u-k today along with rob brown i'm reed wilkins thanks a lot for tuning in we do have time for your phone calls as well 7804960063 well uh rob i mean uh, ultimately a, a pretty thorough and impressive performance by the lightning i thought anyway uh, it, it was, and it was in all aspects of the game. They were uh, better offensively. Their stars came and played. They they shut the Montreal Canadiens down defensively. Didn't give them a whole lot. There weren't a lot of second chances. Weren't a lot of shots on net. And the one thing that you and I talked about before the game is uh, the one advantage that the Montreal Canadiens had in the first three series was superior goaltending. We said this one might be a saw. Vasilevsky has been the best goaltender in the league the last couple of years, and we saw that again tonight wasn't tested a lot but he he makes the big saves and he makes the proper saves when he needs to so Tampa Bay uh, was the better team tonight and I think the score certainly reflected that yeah and a few of the goals were were not clean goals Uh, I I mean uh, a double deflection by Sherratt for the Canadians only goal of the game a weird one early in the third period that really tilted it in Tampa's advantage it made it 3-1 a centering pass by Kucherov that it looked like uh, more he was doing a cross at Euro, hoping somebody would head it into the net. <laughs> but it turned out Sherrod batted it with his hand and then accidentally tapped it backwards into his own net. Uh, they originally gave it to Palat, who was swinging at it, but he, he didn't touch it. So, uh, and, you know, even a couple other goals, uh, you know, on price rob deflections or ones where he's leaning one way and the puck kind of goes the other. Some turnovers that led to the Tampa chances. But, yeah, bo- both goalies, if, if they're seeing it and they're seeing it clean, it's uh, pretty hard to beat these guys well I think there's a great example in this game where Stamkos has the puck by himself in the slot it's just one-on-one him and Price and Stamkos what top three goal scorers in the world over the last 10 years Price stops that one what he can't stop are the ones that are uh, bouncing in off skates bouncing in off his own players or or the, the, the angled ones where the puck goes from one side to the other very quickly Tampa did a good job they came in uh, well prepared they threw pucks on net, and the, the one that you talked about, the Kucherov one where he throws in front of the net, that was just a smart player making a smart play. Put the puck in front of the net. You've got it in the on the boards. He's got no real play, so he just throws a puck, you know, chest high in front of the net, hoping that it just bounces around. He's not trying to score. 
he's trying to create chaos in front of the net, and it did. Now, very lucky that it went in behind Price, but he knew that the best opportunity to create a chance was to put the puck in a place where guys could fight for it. So uh, Tampa, uh, the one and another advantage that Tampa had tonight, and we'll see how this goes in the series, Tampa had home ice advantage. They got to make uh, the line changes or, or, or last change. They went Kucherov against a very young Suzuki line. Kucherov, they're, they're probably three best lines in the National Hockey League is the Connor McDavid line, uh, the Bergeron line in Boston, and Kucherov in Tampa. And you're asking a lot for a Cole Caulfield and a Suzuki, two young players to go head-to-head against a point in Kucherov. And as the game went on, you saw the veteran players start to take over, see if Montreal in the next game can somehow get away from that matchup. All right, so the Lightning win at 5-1. Let's go to Amelie Arena. A couple defensemen for the Canadians, Ben Sherratt and Jeff Petrie. Be uh, pretty hard at the beginning. Once we settled in there, I thought, and in, into the second period, I thought we, uh, I thought we got our game going a bit better, and um, you know, I thought we were going better. And then a couple, couple bad bounces maybe uh, didn't go our way tonight. But I thought we had our game for a short period of time. But we'll, uh, we'll look to put a full, full game together here in game two. Next up, JF Shimon. Hi, question for either Ben or Jeff. Uh, game game one against Vegas, you've lost that game 4-1, but for game two, you were able to do some adjustment and you were able to, to win that game in Vegas. Could you take uh, those two games in Vegas as an example that it's, it's possible to come back? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's one game of a seven-game series, so, um, you know, we have to use what we uh, what we did in, in Vegas, that experience, that, that mindset um, to, to rebound and bounce back um, for game two, um, like you said, we're we're gonna watch uh, watch some clips and on what we can do better. And I think everybody knows that uh, our effort our efforts there. But I think uh, we can all bring a little bit more. And I think uh, that's what we did in Vegas, and that's what we're looking to do for uh, for game two. We'll take three more questions next. Mark Antoine Godin. Yeah, my question is for Ben. Um, of course, not having the last change, any team on the road is vulnerable. But when you see Point and Kucherov being out, out there all night long against two of your youngest forwards, is there something as, as defensemen that you can do to try and mitigate that? And more generally, how big of a role do you think these matchups play in the game in, in the game tonight? No, you know what? We have we have full confidence in our in our young players up front. They've. Uh... You know, we wouldn't be at this at this point of the playoffs if we didn't have full confidence in them and what they can do on our own end. Um, you know, of course, there's there's matchups we would like to get, but that's not a luxury you have when you're on the road. So, um, saying that, we still uh, we still believe in the guys that are going out there and, and that they can get the job done. Last question, Alexei Ballinger, Champagne. Thank you, question for Jeff. Just. Uh... Some people will look at the final score and think this was a blowout. Just from your perspective, how close were you guys to actually getting this one? Uh, well, I mean, I think we had we had chances when the game was tighter, and you know we bury those chances. It's 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 a different game, and you know I thought when recording we, in uh, progress. You know the they got the third fourth goal. We we started put, uh, trying to force things, push things, and. Like I said, they're they're a team that feeds off trans, uh, the transition and, and turnover. So, um, you know, when you're forcing things, that's what's going to happen. And um, you know, I don't think it was uh, a blowout by any means. Uh, I think I think we can be better. And um, yeah, we're looking looking to rebound for for game two. Thank you for your time, guys.
Okay, that is Jeff Petrie, Ben Sherratt, defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens, beaten today uh, 5-1 by the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you here on Overtime Open Line. Well, I'll say this for the Canadiens, Rob. They will not go away. We saw them down 3-1 to Toronto. We saw them being beaten very, fairly convincingly in Game 1 against the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I mean, I just think they're sitting there, okay, we've been through this before. And even tonight, I mean, when it was 2 nothing Tampa Bay for a while, it, it looked like Tampa Bay might be ready to extend it to 3 or 4, but Montreal kind of steadied it a little bit late in the second period and, and got back in it. So, you know, full credit to Tampa for the victory. Now we see Montreal, if they can do what they've been doing for the last six weeks. Well, I don't think there's a lack of confidence in that dressing room because they lost a game. Uh, you make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, you at some point had to have faced some adversity and got through it. And every time you face adversity and you find success, it just breeds more and more confidence and more and more belief in you, your, you and your teammates. So uh, to me, uh, losing 5-1 is better than losing 2-1 in triple overtime. It's just easier to recover from. You just go about your day the next day and you, you try to correct what you need to correct, but there's no dwelling on what could have been because this is a game that uh, Tampa was better in. So it, Montreal's not going to have a, uh, an ego problem or a confidence problem or feel sorry for themselves. They've been there before. They know what it's like to trail in a series. Uh, they're the underdogs. They weren't supposed to win this hockey game. Uh, they will come back next game. They, they have the confidence that Carey Price will be better. And they just need a break or a bounce. And, and, and Tampa was better, but they did get some bounces. And that's what you'll look at in the dressing room round. And you'll say, hey, you know what? we got to be better, but you know, maybe the bounces are going to go our way next game. Uh, I expect a much closer, low-scoring game next game. This one, once the lead was extended to two, the Canadians had to take some chances. And that plays into the Tampa Bay Lightning hands because they've got the skilled players that can burn you if you start to uh, make hope plays instead of the solid safe plays. Lightning win at 5-1, shots 26-19 in favor of Tampa. The Lightning power play is uh, well over 30% in the postseason. Montreal had killed off 32 straight, Rob, just an incredible. I mean, the Oilers have had a pretty good PK the last couple of years, and they've had some streaks get into the into the 20s, but it had been 32 in a row for Montreal before Tampa got the late goal. That's going to be an interesting one to, to watch. And one thing I noticed tonight and throughout the playoffs, and we see the Oilers do it. They've had a great power play the last couple of years. When they move the puck, it's it's one touch, right? It's it's get the, the defenders moving around, turning their heads, one touch, one touch, one touch. And Tampa, I thought, did an excellent job of that. He, like Even that one in the second period they didn't score on, they had some great looks. Well, they've got some incredibly creative hockey players. Uh, and not only are they creative, they're skilled. So you, you add that combination. They're seeing things that other players don't see. There's no panic when they've got the puck on their stick, and they're not afraid to make that extra play. And we saw that a couple times where Kucherov could have shot the puck on that. He's trying to make the extra pass. And everyone's probably, oh, why didn't he shoot? Why didn't he shoot? Well, a little bit later, he gets the puck. He makes that extra pass again, and it goes in the net. Uh, like the Oilers, when they're on their power play, great power plays are successful because nobody knows what the player with the puck's going to do. Uh, when you have a player that always passes the puck, it's easy to play. Okay, this guy's moving it. If you have a guy that always shoots the puck, okay, get in that guy's shooting lane. He can cheat a little bit more towards him. Kucherov passes or shoots. Stamp goes passes or shoots. Hedman, the same thing. The guys that have the puck on their stick most on the power play, 
they're very deceptive. They, they, they have the willingness and the ability to both score from long range and make that cross-seam pass, much like McDavid and Drysaddle Nugent Hopkins do. So uh, Tampa has as good a power play as anyone in the National Hockey League, and that's why they're another dangerous team to play against because you cannot take silly cheap penalties on them because they'll make you pay. It appeared to me, Rob, that there was one player on the Montreal Canadiens especially that the Tampa Bay Lightning wanted to irritate, engage with, injure perhaps. <laughs> they did bloody him late in the game. They were uh, they were all over Brendan Gallagher all night, uh, verbally, physically, and uh, and we've seen the Canadians, and we saw them this year play the Oilers nine times, and sometimes with Gallagher and sometimes without Montreal's a better team when Gallagher is going, and, and I wonder if the Lightning sa- were sitting there saying, and, and sure, they got to score on Carey Price and stop Caulfield and Toffoli and all those guys, but I wonder if they were saying, we got to get under Gallagher's skin. We got to punish him because that's the key. Well, it's funny. I was, I was watching the game with my mother, and just before there, that last little mix-up, she goes, I love that Gallagher kid, but every time you look at him, he's bleeding, and about five seconds later, he looks up, and there's blood pouring down his face again. I've played against players like Gallagher, and Gallagher's a little different than some of the ones I'm, I'm going to talk about because Gallagher's an honest hockey player. And there's other players that I've played against, the Averys and players like that were not honest hockey players, but... They're, all of them are irritants. They're guys that get under your skin. And the way that I found success against them or teams found success against them is not by retaliating, not by turning the cheek, but by initiating, getting in their grill before they get in yours. And that's what Tampa did tonight. They didn't wait for Gallagher to irritate them, to bug them, to start getting them going. They went after Gallagher. And now Gallagher became what he's trying to do to the other teams. He's the target. And it was obvious there was the one time where he drew the penalty and on his way to the bench, three different Tampa Bay Lightning came and gave him a shove or or chirped him. And one of them actually came back a second time to say something. To me, that's how you uh, deal with a pest. You, You initiate, you attack, you get into his face first because now he's on the defensive. And that takes a little bit of the effectiveness of Gallagher away because... He's, he's, he's in defend, defensive mode. He's the one trying to back off and, okay, wait, they're coming from me from all sides here. What do I do? So Tampa is very good. It, it's no secret. Gallagher is the inspirational leader of the Montreal Canadiens. And if he's getting beat up and banged around and slapped around all game long, it takes a toll on him and it takes a toll on the hockey team. So the one thing, though, that I know and love about Gallagher, he'll be better next game. And he will be the guy that initiates it. This is not the last time the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to see Gallagher. And it's not, they may have won round one against him. I have a feeling he's going to win round two. Lightning win at 5-1. Here's Steve Stamkos and Yanni Gord. Dan Rosen, NHL.com. Steven, that that certainly seemed like a textbook way to to win a game against the Montreal Canadiens. off of redirections, goes off of deflections in front of the net, you know, getting a lead. Would you agree with that? And, and why do you think it worked so well for you guys for 60 minutes tonight? What was it about your game plan that worked so well for you? Well, for the most part, we try to focus on ourselves. Um, we know the quality of opponent that we have. Um, 
they're, they're going to uh, get their looks. They're, they're a great team. Um, they're here for a reason. And, you know, we have a game plan and we, we have a recipe. And if we go out there, we believe that if we do the right things, that we're going to get rewarded for it. And we have so far uh, to get to this point. And I thought we did that tonight. Like I said, except for that five minutes, maybe at the end of the second period, um, I thought we stuck to our game plan and, and we got pucks in deep. Um, we worked our forecheck. We worked our side. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cool and... Um you know, when we're on top of our game like that, it's we're a tough team to beat, and I and I thought we did that for most of the game tonight. Eric Erlinson, Lightning Insider. Yes, yeah, when you guys get the power play goal late, uh, you have five forwards on the five on three. Is, is there something to be said to kind of put doubt in their mind? We all know about the PK streak they had been on, but to kind of put one in there, you know, create that doubt. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's about creating doubt. It's more about creating some confidence for our group. I thought the first power play of the game that we had was was great. We didn't score, but we had some really good looks. Um, and then, you know, you get that one late. You just you just try to gain some confidence as, as a group. You know, they got a great penalty kill over there. They, it starts with their goalie, and, and they got guys that are sacrificing. But, um, again, we, we know what we have with our power play group, and, and we know... Um, the plays that we can make. And, and when we're confident and we're making those plays, um, we go out there and execute. And, and we did that at the end. So maybe a little confidence for our, our PP going forward. We'll do two more and then we'll do French. Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Steve, uh, in the first three rounds, Montreal shut down Matthews and Marner. They shut down the big Winnipeg offensive guys in the second round. They shut down Mark Stone in the third round. What did you guys do tonight, Kucherov, point you, do that the other teams weren't able to do in the first three rounds? I mean, I can't speak for the other teams. They have Montreal played, you know, a system, and, and they, they play it really well. It's tough. There's not a lot of space out there. They got some big, strong defensemen that clear the net. They got shut down lines that can um, really limit time and space. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, pointers line with Cooch and Pally, they're elite for a reason. And they've done this and they've been in this position before and had all that success last year. And it's just carried into this postseason. They're, they're a huge reason why we are um, where we are. And whether it's the first round of the Stanley Cup finals, you go back and look at past experiences. Those are the guys that are leading the charge. And um, we expect a lot from them, but they put, uh, they put it, to, together on the ice and you know it, it worked for us tonight and and they're elite players so it's 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 tough to keep them down nick katsanika nhl.com for each of you if you could just describe the last minute or the end of the game having a full building at home after playing in an empty rink last Stanley Cup final is that to me to you? yeah you can go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. Our building, um, our fans were phenomenal tonight. Uh, I think uh, from the moment we stepped on the ice and uh, till the last minute uh, where everyone was standing and um, 
I think our fans are were phenomenal tonight. Then gave us momentum, gave us swing. Uh, we're flying because of them, and I think uh, uh, it makes makes the game so much more fun uh, having uh, uh, fans in the building compared to last year in the bubble. Stephen, thanks for your time. You can be excused. Yeah, thanks. We'll Good do some work. French for yeah. you. That's Steven Stamkos, Sienny Gord from the Tampa Bay Lightning, who wind up winning game one of the Stanley Cup final 5-1 over the Montreal Canadiens. Lightning trying to win the cup for the second straight year. Canadians in the cup final for the first time since 1993. Also the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. Reed Wilkins along with Rob Brown. Okay, so we were talking about Brendan Gallagher, him being an irritant, the lightning going after him tonight. You mentioned that sequence where he's skating off the ice and he's chirped by three lightning players and kind of bumped. I, I, I know you're going to have to choose your words carefully here because you can't <laughs> use the exact. But, like, what do guys say to each other? And if you're in the NHL, you've been chirped since you were probably, what, like nine until guys were old enough to realize you can say things on the ice and get away with it to an extent. I mean, what, what are they actually saying that might affect Gallagher? Can, can you actually do that? Or what, what's the goal there? Um, well, I can't say any of the words they were saying. Um, <laughs> but normally you, you try to find something that would bug him. And it could be anything. It could be... Uh, there's guys that'll say things that relate to your family. There are guys that'll say things that relate to something that you've done in your career. Um, there's some things, some guys have had some problems off ice. Uh, I mean, nothing really was sacred. Now, I don't know if it's cleaned up since I played, but when I played, you could just about say anything. You just couldn't make fun of a guy's dog. That was crossing the line, but anything <laughs> else was, was fair game. So um, there would be... Yeah, it, yeah. I, actually, I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that because I don't because I don't know how to explain what they're being said without actually saying it, and you can't do that on a uh, family show. Okay, I uh, we, we can I think we can imagine, but uh, I mean, you said I mean they might they the guys know about the, the hockey community small guys know there's, each there's other no right so yeah, there's, there's no, no secrets, secrets so you know. Yeah, a, a moment from the past, an embarrassing moment. Or, or yeah, like mm -hmm. I think just like regular human beings, some people you can say almost anything to them, but there's one thing that sets them off and irritates them, right? So I guess that's what uh, that's what they're looking for. You played, uh, I mean, you played in, in so many big games in junior, world juniors. You played in championship series in, in the minors. Uh, you played in the Stanley Cup final. And I, I don't want to diminish all those other big games you played in, but you know, kids grow up dreaming of the, to play for the Stanley Cup. Do you remember, uh, and, and I know, unfortunately, you know, you were on Chicago and you got swept by a, a very good Pittsburgh team, but do you remember the first game? Do you remember before game one how you felt? Um, I, I do. Uh, excited. I, I, I think more than nerves, it was excitement. Um, for me, it was a little different because it was against Pittsburgh and it was in Pittsburgh, so there was a, a little bit extra meaning. Um it, it is a different feeling. The playoffs are completely different than anything you'll ever experience. The the excitement level, the commitment level. Um, the, you think that you've worked hard before. You think you've dedicated yourself or done all the right things in a hockey game until you get to playoff hockey. And it's like, okay, I've, I, I've never really actually shown up before for a game after I see what I have to do in this. So, and then you just, each round, it gets that bigger. Um, the most important thing that's, 
veterans told me when I was young and then I eventually passed on to, to kids when I got older was don't let the moment become too big for you. Don't, uh, don't let it, the pressure of the, of, of the moment or the pressure of the situation envelope you and all of a sudden you become paralyzed by it. Uh, to me, it was enjoy it. Uh, every, as you said, every kid that grows up when he's playing street hockey or he's playing in his garage or when he's playing in his basement or on his driveway, whether it's against his mom, his dad, his sister, or the friends next door, they were all playing for the Stanley Cup. So when you get that opportunity, enjoy it. Live in that moment because you don't know when it's going to come again, but this is what you've prepared your whole life for, for this moment to actually be on this big stage, to throw a hit, to get a puck out, to block a shot, to score a goal in a Stanley Cup final. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So I think the biggest thing for these players, and it usually after the first shift or two, you settle down, you get into the series, get into the game. But the, the first couple shifts, it almost seems like the game is faster than you've ever played before. The guys are bigger. They hit harder. The shots seem uh, much more wicked. It's, it, it, and then eventually it, it slows down and you get back to playing your game. But yeah, the, the, ver the very beginning of a hockey game in the Stanley Cup finals is un unlike any game you'll ever play. There's nothing to prepare you for a Stanley Cup playoff hockey game. Yeah, I, I, I like how you put that. And, you know, it's it's being in that moment and recognizing where you are. But I've heard athletes say that before, that sometimes, especially the first experience they had maybe in a big series, maybe it's a championship football game, something like that. I've, I've heard players say that they were so excited and they came out so hyped up that then they were like exhausted 10 minutes into the game where <laughs> I were very good the rest of the game because they, they so badly wanted to seize the moment and make an impression early in the game. They sort of forgot about the rest of the game. So I, I like, I like how you put that. Like it's a big moment, but you got to realize you still got to do all the things that you do in a quote unquote normal game. Well, it's true. It's like a boxer. It goes into a championship fight. And in the first round, the, the young boxer just throws every punch he has trying to win it in the first round. And the veteran guy, takes it and then the second round he's much fresher third round fourth round he wins because the guy threw everything he had early and no you don't want to do that in a stanley cup hockey game you just got to treat it as any other game but enjoy the moment that's the biggest thing just enjoy it and when you enjoy it you seem to fall into place and do the things that made you successful in the first place and i would imagine that maybe montreal came out a little excited tonight they'll be a better hockey club in game two Stanley Cup final edition of Overtime Open Line presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. The Lightning win at 5-1. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Don't forget, Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Adler's up next. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.